don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. And that's why we are here on location this week, recording a new episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. We have a great show for all of you. We need to talk about the new Star Wars prequel no- novels just announced this past week. We also have a dubiously difficult duel of the fakes. Let's see if IG can get the win percentage up just a little bit. We also have a tweet of the week, an introduction to the podcast, an outro, listener mail, a fake segment about extreme ironing, and as usual, a few surprises. Hey all you Patreon supporters, it's time for your shout out. Darth Taxus has joined at the $5 Fake Jedi Knight tier. Darth Taxus has been swinging his saber and hot space opinions without care at his own podcast called Starship Sabers and Scoundrels. We appreciate all the support. If you'd like to support our Patreon, you can get on fakingstarwars.net and click on our Patreon. We have many great prizes and you can buy in at any level you want. Helps us fakers bring you the content you know and love. Our first surprise today is that my maniacal and mechanized co-host assassin droid robot IG-69 is back with us here for this episode after a harrowing ordeal this past week. IG, welcome back. Everyone has been very worried and wants to know what happened to you. Glad to be back, Storm Duper. Um, Unfortunately, uh, what happened to me was classified. Oh, boy. Well, we're going to try to get some information out of you, I think, a little bit later, but we are glad that you're safe and sound. This season on the Galactic Entertainment Network, crazy things happen when you house a Sith, a Jedi Knight, a female Stormtrooper, and a Wampa all together in a tiny two-bedroom apartment for six full months. On this season of The Real Galaxy, we've done exactly that. On next week's dramatic episode, Sith Lord and Jedi Knight argue about the dishes. Master Jedi, I have noticed that the dishes are not yet completed. It was your turn. It was your assigned task. Please see it done. No, it's not my turn to do the dishes. It's your turn. Don't to do use the your dishes. mind tricks on me. It's your turn to Stop do it. the dishes. Stop it. Stop it. This is not funny. I agreed to do the dishes next week if you agreed to take out the garbage next week, remember? I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. Female stormtrooper complains about the Wampa. <sighs> that Wampa is the worst housemate. Um he's filthy dirty. He gets hair in the drain in the bathroom, and the other day, he tried to rip off my arm. He is just the worst. Um, I would love to hear what he has to say for himself. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Galactic Standard Time. Well, IG, it's been a few weeks since we've had you uh, on the podcast. Um, you are my undying uh, co-host for life. And a lot of people were worried uh, last week when uh, we had a replacement for you. And I, I did get the news that you were actually being held in captivity. Is that correct? Um, not exactly held in captivity. Um, I had a mission to infiltrate an uh, imperial penal colony. 
penal colony. Yes, a penal colony. What was it? A big penal colony. Oh, it was huge. It was a huge penal colony. Oh my goodness. I, it's hard to keep you away from those penal colonies. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, what can I say? The uh, rigid discipline there. Yeah. So, so is there anything you can share with us about the infiltration? Um, how did it go? Were you successful? Um, well, luckily I was able to um, uh, glue on a small mustache to my um, helmet and uh, therefore able to blend right in. I was able to blend in and, um, and successfully infiltrate the penal colony. So did you, were you docking with the penal colony with your ship? How did that transpire? How did you actually... No, no. It was more of a, a, a deep, deep penetration. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, we're, we're glad that you came back unscathed. You know, we were very concerned. Um, I had a, I was just uh, crying into my pillow when I heard that you weren't going to be around. Um, and somebody came forward and asked me, you know, I was just distraught and uh, to help me sort of keep my mind occupied, uh, they actually asked me to appear on their radio show. Oh, okay. How did that go? You know, it was fun. Uh, the show's called The Fix It Up Show. It's out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, you can search for it on iHeartRadio. I think it's, um, what is it, 600-something. I could find it here at the end of the segment. But uh, it was good. I, I actually had a very uh, bad problem that I needed to solve, and they were very helpful. They gave me some great advice. And what was your problem there? Uh, well, you know, I'm sorry. It's 600 WREC, by the way, on our iHeartRadio. Uh, the episode aired on, I believe, the 21st of July, so you can go back and listen to it. They have it. Um, well, what happened was, you know, maybe it's better if I just play the clip. Okay. You know, I so, think that's, uh, yeah, a clip is worth a thousand words. That's right. So I was, uh, I was oh, no. hooking up the nozzle, and it's a lot of fun, you know, to do that. And oh, yeah, unfortunately, absolutely. Mrs. Storm Duper was yeah. inside at the time doing some spring cleaning. <laughs> oh, no. And we were expecting some bounty hunters to come over later that evening, actually, for tea. So she wanted sure. it to look really nice. Yeah, you want to impress them, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so what happened was uh, I noticed that one of the windows had a little bit of uh, kind of uh, Mayak poop on it. Yeah, and yeah. It absolutely. Very good. So I decided, uh, you know, just spray the window down. Well, no. unfortunately, it shattered. Uh, yeah, right it into, Yes, it did. Yeah. Yeah, that right happened, Storm. You know, okay, go ahead. Wow, Storm, this is just escalating. My gosh. Well, I went from bad to worse because I, I tried to gun it because I thought, well, I just need to get going. <laughs> oh, no, and it no, whips no, around. No, no. Yeah. And we actually, you know, rips off one of the turbines and it crashes into the front door, massive explosion. Yeah. Well, at that point, I hear Mrs. Duper scream, hey, you broke my gasket. <laughs> okay. And I'm thinking... She, she's talking about her mask gasket because yeah. she's not an oxygen-breathing uh, species. Oh, so, okay, so you know, that's critical. One of them decides to bring his girlfriend, oh. and she happens to be a 70-ton rancor monster. <laughs> so as soon as she's walking I, I across think I know our that lawn, couple. Yeah, I think I you know, know them. Get in. She slips because the, the grass is wet, and it's, it's almost like a sinkhole now. Sure. And because of the water. So she, she falls down and smashes her head into her house, kills herself in the process. She's bleeding everywhere. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah it was a disaster. So, yeah. you know, this is why I'm not at Comic-Con. Yeah, so here's I, my I would question. say so. Do I need to um, remove the Rancor monster first? And if so, <laughs> do you know, like, a decent salvage guy in the area who can help me take care of that? Um <laughs> 
And if not, like, should I try to repair the damage on the front door and the porch and just wait for scavengers to come and remove the body kind of as the force intended? Because I've never really had experience with this. I'm just a lower level Imperial trooper. Oh so, OK, well, well multi level question yeah, yeah, here, yeah, Alan. So, well, okay, first of all, you just need to find a force user. Yeah. To help, okay. you know, adjust the rancor to a more uh, livable position to make sure you don't have any structural damage. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, that aluminum bends easy. Right. So, and yeah, I, I like their advice about uh, the rancor situation. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever had rancor meat yourself? Oh, um, you know, uh, sometimes. You know, it's... it's uh, How do you season yours? Uh, uh, I like a little bit I of like, lemon pepper. I like a, I like a marinade... Um, you know, with a little bit of uh, red wine and uh, garlic, and okay. then uh, you know, lightly grilled. Do you pair it with red or white uh, wine? Um, mostly with uh, Everclear. Everclear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, it was it was a, a really difficult situation to deal with. Um, I've never had a rancor like that die on my front porch, but uh, the fix it up guys were very helpful, and uh, this may be the start of something great yet to come because they are also massive Star Wars fans and pretty clever in their own right. I mean, I don't want to compare myself because that wouldn't be fair, but they really uh, they really were able to hold their own. So. All right. Yeah, we may actually, uh, if things go well, we may actually, uh, this may lead to more collaboration in the future. So. Oh, that would be excellent. Yeah, great. Well, I'm glad that both of us had such an adventurous uh, last few weeks. It's good that we're back together, though, for this episode. Dual of the face. Dual Here we go again. It's another round of Duel of the Fakes. The award-winning game that's taken Sweden by storm. So far, it's one to four, I believe. Uh, no, that's one to th one to three, I think. Uh, three losses, right? Right, IG. Three losses. Uh, I think I won one. You won once and you lost twice, and then yeah. Teeb lost last week. So. Okay, so so that's one out of three, hmm. right? So uh, pretty bad, you know, abysmal, I would say. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you can improve the uh, the statistics a little bit here. All right, let's roll the dice one more time. Yeah, in case our listeners are familiar, are unfamiliar. In case our listeners are unfamiliar, here's how it works. I'll read three headlines. That should all be fake news, but there is one real story hiding in the bunch. So IG has to identify the lying, cheating, scandalous true story. You got it, IG? I think, uh, I think I'll get this one. All right. I wish you luck. May the foe be with you. This time we're focusing on stories involving outer space. Here we go. First up, recently uh, there was an American astronomer who gave the asteroid known as 2001SH73 the all-new name of Hamill after Mark Hamill. Yeah, that's the first hmm. one. All right. Are you in the asteroid naming business? No, but uh, I could see I could see that being potentially true. I mean, mm -hmm. naming asteroids or uh, or other celestial bodies is, you know, it's a thing. Sure, it happens. Yeah. Uh, next up, Elon Musk's company SpaceX sent a Star Wars care package featuring movies, toys, shirts, and a life-size, fully functioning R two D two unit to the International Space Station earlier this year. Wait, life-size and fully functioning R2-D2 unit? That's right. They sent it right up to the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Elon Musk is a pretty uh, cutting edge uh, entrepreneur. He, I would never, I mean, he's already sent a car into space to Mars, right? I mean. All right. All right. So we'll, we'll see. Last but not least, after President Trump announced the world's first space force, he contacted Lockheed Martin to begin manufacturing fighters inspired by the X-Wing design. So, can you oh. smoke out the real story there, posing as a fake IG? Ooh. So you've got the American astronomer naming Mark Hamill, Elon Musk sending a care package with R2 into the International Space Station, and uh, Donald Trump and the X-Wing design for the new Space Force. Now, here's my question about the uh, Mark Hamill asteroid, mm-hmm. uh, 2001 SH-73. I mean, that, it's all fine and dandy that they are renaming this asteroid after Mark Hamill, but what is that poor guy, 2001 SH-73, going to think about all this? Like, he must be really broken up about it, I would think. Well, I suppose, like, whoever named it that to begin with was, uh, you know, would be upset, you know, that someone renamed their creative design, you know, but... All right. Um, so let me see here. I got to see which ones. I think obviously the uh, the, the care pa- Star Star Wars care package. I don't think that's true. Definitely fake. You think? I think that was definitely fake because obviously, I mean, a fully. I don't know unless like what they mean by fully functional R two is that it beeps. Well, it moves around and swivels heads and shows right, holograms of clearly mediocre actresses. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't think that's the thing. I'm pretty hmm. sure that one's not true for that reason. Um... Uh, trying to get, uh, I don't know, Donald Trump uh, trying to make X-Wing fighters. It sounds cool, but it's also like impractical. Like the X-Wing design probably wouldn't be a good design for a ship. Like, like an actual design? An actual, for an actual ship. I mean, it looks cool as a model, but okay, I think... He would probably have to let the scientists come up with the most aerodynamic design rather than telling them to make a fighter that looks like an X-Wing. It just would make, I mean, it would be something he would do, but it would also make no strategic sense whatsoever. Well, let me sweeten the pot here a bit. But also, is he a Star Wars fan? Donald Trump? Yeah. Uh, He might be. I mean, he grew up in the era of Star Wars. He did. He He did. He could be. He could be. Yeah. Let me uh, let me just raise the tension here a little bit and the stakes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a new punishment for you mm-hmm. this week. If you get it wrong, uh, a fan has actually sent in a cover version of the Duel of the Fakes jingle. Mm-hmm. And as a punishment for getting it wrong, uh, you'll have to listen to this 24-7 for the next uh, 16 years. Okay? I'm just going to play a little bit here for you so you get an idea of okay. what you're dealing right. with. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once again, fan covered this and sent it in without any uh, requests on our part. Wow. That's, um... I think they're very talented. And not at all inebriated. No, no. Sobriety is a key value here on the podcast. We would never do anything to support inebriation. Oh, oh God. So, you gotta get it right or you can be listening to this every single day for the next 16 years. (sighs) All right. Okay. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it oh, off. Oh, just a little bit more. Oh. God. You're you're a horrible man, Stormtrooper. It's the doom. 
All right, so what's it going to be? Is it going to uh, be the, the Mark Hamill asteroid, or is it going to be the Donald Trump Space Force X-Wings? The thing is, like, the asteroid one, uh, it's very plausible, but it also could be completely faked, because obviously no one knows the name, like, of that asteroid. And, see, well, I had a, I had a friend uh, in high school named 2001SH74, so, I mean, it it's is It's a family possible. name, right? You yeah, know. it runs in the family, so, um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. All right, well, I guess I'm going to go with the asteroid because it's the most likely one, but, um, yeah. Anyway, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Well, congratulations. You have guessed correctly, and uh, that means that you don't have a punishment this week. You've taken the uh, the ratio up to two out of three, so two out of five, actually. That's oh, great. all right. Oh, God. Yeah, no, just okay, for just, a little bit. Just a little stop bit it. more. No, stop it. Stop it. Oh, come stop on. It. Just a little bit stop more. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, all you faking Star Wars fans out there, it's time for another Twitter poll. And we have Gemma the Hutt in the studio with us, along with IG69. Um, guys, how do you feel about doing a poll today? Uh, sounds like fun. Yeah. I feel great. Okay. Well, uh, the poll is from none other than Willie Bobo at Faking Star Wars on Twitter. And it says, after deleting 20,000 tweets... What should Ryan Johnson delete next? His so, career. Are you familiar with this story, Gemma? Uh, not so much. I'd, I'd love to hear a recap. Why do you think he deleted 20,000 tweets? I'm guessing he might have said something wrong, and now he's running for the hills. Hmm. What do you uh, think, IG? Is this in response to the uh, James Gunn incident? or The timing is eerily similar. Uh, I mean, he was just dismissed from his role as director of the Guardians of the Galaxy, what was it, like a week ago. Um, And he had tweeted 10 years ago some very offensive rape jokes, I think, Mm -hmm. and other things. And uh, Disney pulled those skeletons out of the closet and completely, completely uh, fired his... Well, I think... Disney didn't pull them out. Someone else pulled them out, and Disney fired him for that. It was some activist, I think. A very conservative uh, right-winger, I guess, and Disney played right into their hand and uh, and went with what they had come up with. So, hmm. yeah. It's good to know that no one is safe from yeah. their past. Not even you, Storm Duper. Nope. Yep. I love, I love politics in my uh, choice of directors. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, whenever I watch a movie, the first thing on my mind is what joke did this person make 10 years ago on a social media site? Yeah, it really affects my enjoyment of the movie. Absolutely. Um, So anyway, Ryan Johnson followed a suit, and he decided to just purge his Twitter uh, catastrophically. Um, Do you think people have already got screenshots of every single tweet? Probably a lot of them. Now, I have been following Ryan Johnson for probably three years, and I haven't seen anything off-color or racist uh, from him. Uh, the only thing he said that's been offensive is calling people like me, uh, you know, like a fanboy. Mm. Well, so, but you are a fanboy, or a crybaby, or whatever. also that. Yeah, but so I think the truth hurts. These, these these are just accurate, you know, observations of you after spending time with you. <sighs> the truth does hurt. So, in those twenty thousand, the chances are probably probably pretty good that there's something that's career ending. Um, I would guess just based on the odds. So, uh, who should he delete next? Here are the choices. His girlfriend, his Instagram, Kathleen Kennedy herself, or his man-baby facial hair. 
And this is a poll that's been up for about the last week. Uh, what do you guys think is going to be the top winner here? Hmm. I, I wouldn't. I would say that you should definitely keep the man baby facial hair because uh, that's just that's just cute. <laughs> um. What about you, Gemma? What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think I think it's going to be Kathleen Kennedy. I think I think people are a little upset with her. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of like Kathleen Kennedy hatred out there, so probably her. <laughs> yeah, that was my first guess too. Um, let me pull up the results here because I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to be influenced. Well, what do you think? I think probably uh, it's going to be Kathleen Kennedy too. Uh, the hatred for her is just unbelievable. You know. Uh, I I think we did a segment two two episodes ago mm-hmm. about how uh, you know we would get rid of all her movies. Yeah, and people were willing to get rid of like half of the best movies on earth to um, save Star Wars. To yeah, to save Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. She should go back to doing what she's good at. Yeah. Which is not Star Wars. <laughs> well, it is a fifty-two percent majority for Kathleen Kennedy. Oh God. So. Yeah, I mean, it, James Gunn, I, I don't know much about him. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy enough that if he's willing to just... Uh, if he's willing to limit himself to one sexual uh, violence joke a year, then I think I'm willing to give that to him as long as he keeps making great movies. Well, I, One, maybe two. If it, if it seems just like a farcical one that involves, like, you know, animals or midgets or something. But, I mean, he's always, he, he has a really weird sense of humor, and that's just kind of him. Is that I don't th- he's not, like, I guess this is the thing with that. When everyone makes offensive jokes at some point, you know, but are they, are they the kind of person that, like, means them? Because that's, that's not really a joke then. That's just someone disguising their real opinions. So you're saying that if you say something mean... And you say it humorously, it's okay. But if you say it with a it can without be. humor, it's a, not okay. It can be in its context. We all have terrible joke skeletons in our closets. Yeah. Right. Uh, I don't think it's worth uh, flushing good movies down the toilet. Or 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 removing people who are very talented at their jobs for again something he, he did apologize for those um, things a long time ago, and those were like it was a trolling account. So who's going to write so. that letter then, dear Disney? Please reinstate the rape joker joker as a <laughs> director of Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no, it's th- for the good of the universe. Yeah, I, I think um, <laughs> I think that well, okay, but but then really if they never fired him, who would there be protests? What 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 would be, what would the blowback be? Would no one go to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3? People would protest it in not on the I think they'd go to see it anyways. Yeah, like we well, don't the care. Chinese would. They love they love that stuff. We don't care how our sausage gets made. Right, right. I mean, like, anyone in Asia goes to see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's actually a right. It's actually a. It's actually a requirement for continued citizenship. <laughs> like the, the, I think the fear that um, people are going to react negatively to something, it, it's it doesn't really seem to ever pan out. Um, most people don't care. I mean, look at um, what was it, Chick Fil A, uh, going like um, anti-gay marriage, and right. that didn't hurt them at all. It probably helped them because they got their real supporters galvanized. Yeah, I guess. so. They're, I think and they overreact fries. and they panic whenever they think, "Oh my god!" Because I mean, if you think back into like the '80s and stuff like that, there were actual boycotts and things like that. All of which had very limited effects. I mean, uh, so I, I really have to think that, like, no one needs to actually do anything about the fact that someone was offensive. Because so, it doesn't affect the bottom line at all. 
Unfortunately, our memory for being offended is short, but bad movies are forever. That's true. Hmm. So the next Guardians movie is going to be probably worse. I don't think it's going to be as good. Well, you know, it's not going to be consistent. Right. And and uh, I mean, I'm not a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, but I mean, if, am I wrong? Aren't there some rape jokes in the in the movie as well? No. Can we watch the same movie? Doesn't he joke about like you know uh, he he's with some alien or something and yeah, it's a little bit rapey. There's sex jokes. Okay. Well, you know, you could make an argument that that's sort of you know offensive to women, and Disney profited over seven hundred million dollars <laughs> to alien women. Yeah. So I mean, to me, it's a little well, two-faced. Well, they should take that seven hundred million dollars and they should donate it to a women's crisis uh, center. Um, Just to show goodwill. No. Uh, they I should mean, donate. If they're really it to me. behind it here. I think that's really what they should do. I'm a woman. They should just give it to me. There you go. Does, I agree. Does Disney remember that it was founded by a Nazi supporter? Just yeah. wondering. They should actually donate all their money then to uh, you know the Zionist Jewish League or something. Yeah, I, I believe that is a great idea. Great. I'm glad we settled this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we have some real galactic faking news. This week has just been insane for Star Wars news. Do you guys uh, have any idea what's going on this past week? Unfortunately, I've been uh, infiltrating a prison for the last week. So, um, no, I'm, I've been completely out of the loop. Oh. I, I've been busy washing my hair. Great. Well, Ooh. I am happy to be the ones to let you know that this... Were you using Galaxy Shine? <laughs> of course. I love it when all my hair falls out. <laughs> But it's not very expensive, so it's sort of a win-win. Well, uh, I, I'm happy to be the ones to tell you guys this. There was a massive announcement at Comic-Con. Ooh. And they announced the cast for Star Wars Episode Nine. I thought Star Wars was finished. Oh, you mean you thought The Last Jedi was the last yeah, uh, Star Wars Yeah, it seemed like they, they wrapped it up pretty well. It, it did say The Last Jedi, right? So I took it done. literally. I hadn't thought about that. Actually, yeah, I guess the the a lot of fans did presume there would be an episode nine, but they they never made that clear to anybody. Never presume things like that. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, didn't didn't they uh, pronounce Star Wars dead at that point? So. Yeah, I mean, the hero died and the villain died, and everything else seemed like it was going to be okay. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. Well, maybe this is fake news. Maybe That's there isn't a, a cast for me. episode nine. That would actually be the the biggest uh, the biggest um, surprise and twist they could do is that there was no episode nine, and that was it. <laughs> I think that would be a good idea for them, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, well, uh, so so here's the news. Um, not surprising to hear that Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and Oscar Isaacs are going to be back. Uh, but we do have three confirmed character appearances that we we probably shouldn't have been given. This is a massive spoiler. Do you guys to want me to tell, tell you? Well, the first one is that Mark Hamill is confirmed for episode nine. Okay. Well, it makes sense as a Force ghost. Yeah. yeah, I think most people expected that either in some kind of Force back, like, you know, like showing something before uh, the uh, the sequel trilogy, or maybe he'll be in as a Force ghost. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Which one do you think they're going to go with? Oh, probably Force, Force ghost. ghost. Yeah. Force ghost. It's tricky, though, because he sort of had such a, you know, he's like, screw it mentality. 
Like, why would he come back? It's almost like he's been there, done that, kind of? Um, well, okay, you saw him, I think, from the original series, like, whenever you saw uh, a Jedi's body physically evaporate, it kind of meant they'd become a Force ghost, of course. Yeah. Um, With the exception of... Uh, of Darth Vader, who right. would have never, ever learned how to do that, which is, that was kind of always, like, a weird thing. It, they kind of made it seem like every Jedi... At, well, in Return of the Jedi, it seemed like now, okay, it was just something any Jedi or former Jedi could do. Right. If you were a Jedi, or if you were on the light side of the Force, then you could appear as a Force ghost. Maybe uh, maybe Luke sort of uh, taught him as he was dragging his carcass in an attempt to put him into his shuttle. Yeah, it wasn't something that Luke would have learned at that point either. Like, oh, I suppose that's true. In, in like, uh, I guess, the Clone Wars... Wait, the Clone Wars saga? Or was it... Yeah, it was the Clone Wars, uh, the cartoon one. Um, uh, of course, the uh, Qui-Gon figures out how to do it, but he can't physically appear. He's like, it's an imperfect technique. And then Yoda goes and figures out how to do it. And he teaches Obi-Wan. Ah, okay. Maybe he'll come back as a fairly ambivalent force ghost and just mess with people like a little bit of comic relief. Like a troll. I I would like, he's not going to be very helpful. I would assume he would mostly be appearing to Kylo though. Yeah. That would be an interesting thing. We've never seen to be a force ghost actually kind of berating and and bothering and haunting almost somebody. Bothering him while he's on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Oh, that would be that would be hilarious. Yeah, we've never seen a Star Wars uh, Sith on the toilet before. So, see a it's Dark a... Lord. Uh, you know, I mean, Kylo's not a Sith, but he's a he's a Dark Force user. He's so, kind of a Sith. I mean, they did imply that um... you could just imagine the Dark Forces that he has to use on the John. Like, <laughs> I see a lot of potential here. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so that's Mark Hamill back. Uh, he also shaved his beard off, so it might it might be that his beard didn't make the journey into the Force. Uh, but just his body. Uh, it's already been established that uh, with Obi Wan that beards can, though I suppose, you know, they can. You can have a Force beard. Yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, maybe the beard itself will be the Force ghost, and oh. and they'll they'll CGI you know digitally remove Mark Hamill, mm. and it'll just be like a talking beard, kind of like the mm. choosing hat in Harry Potter. But this I will see. be the choosing beard. So maybe I'll follow Ray around and tell her which guys to. You know, train for the next order, and but, hopefully leave her alone while she's in the bathroom. But then, from the well, with the <laughs> yeah. Lucas re-edits, right? He made it so it was young Anakin instead of old Anakin appearing, right? That's right. So basically, it's like I think the idea of that was it's the it, the Force Ghost appears at the last time that the person was in fact a Jedi, which for uh, Luke because he kind of quit. Oh yeah, he quit. I guess he yeah. the last time that he was like. Um, trying to be a Jedi or like still, on. yeah, was when he was uh, teaching the Knights of Ren or, oh, or right. teaching what became the Knights of Ren. Maybe Mark Hamill's growing his beard back. Maybe he gets like a, you oh, they, know, they have a beard a day. Ah, he, he has special beard pills he's taking. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other uh, surprise, you know, we all wondered uh, how they're going to deal with this. And um, from what I've read, it actually. Uh, arguing about how to deal with this is probably one of the main reasons why Colin Trevorrow was dismissed from the project. But since Carrie Fisher died, Disney did confirm, first of all, that they would not be doing a CGI remake of her. Mm -hmm. Um, They also confirmed that they wouldn't be stuffing a dummy and animating it with someone's hand. Okay. Um, But uh, it turns out that they, JJ shot a a lot of scenes for episode seven 
that they're going to repurpose. Okay, so they're going to use repurposed film to... Yeah, I don't know if that means they're going to use another person's voice. I assume it does. So they'll add in different dialogue and probably do some CGI work on just the lips. Well, they ha- I think Maybe th- it's Maybelline, you know, something like that. They probably have uh, enough of her audio files to... Um... Splice together? Yeah, splice together and make her say pretty much anything. Yeah, I mean, in her voice in Force Awakens and Last Jedi wasn't really very identifiable anyway, so I think that whatever voice they use is going to be fairly convincing. But, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they write the script around those scenes, because basically now they just have to get to those scenes and get through them. So my guess is they'll be fairly short and probably take place in the very like first 10 or 15 I minutes. I am of the not film. looking forward to that, though. No. I, I think I, we'll be too wrapped up in, in the special effects part to really And I think they're going to have to write her out pretty quick right it'll have to be soon i think yeah yeah which means first 30 seconds maybe no but i mean probably first not 10 minutes but they're gonna have to get like having having her in the movie is a problem so we're probably gonna get a fairly unsatisfying end to princess leia yeah it's it seems like a mistake it yeah. seems like it seems like yeah i mean last jedi had her with a great moment you know when she's flying through space like a witch uh it seems like it was time to just let the character die then but, but they'd already finished the movie, and she was integral yeah. to the rest of it. So yeah, so I why mean, don't they just have a funeral scene at the beginning, and then the first order can bomb them and destroy them all, and then the rest of the movie can be about the Force Order, First Order just taking over the rest of the galaxy. Oh, my, my that'd be interesting. I think we talked about and this. Then it m- should end. Everybody dies, and it ends. I think yeah. we talked about this briefly, like many, like many episodes ago. Maybe, maybe I can't remember if it was something we recorded or if it was something that we just talked about. But I always thought the best way would be just to have like her ship blow up, and you don't see her dead. She's just she was on the we ship. We don't want to see her die. We're you just catched. know she's on the ship. Yeah, and it's just like maybe it cuts to her just looking at like something coming at her, and then she's like, <gasps> and then the ship blows up, and it's like, no, no, Princess Leia, and, and no Force ghosts. So, do you feel like this is kind of Disney taking advantage and appropriating uh, Carrie Fisher's identity from Episode 7 and 8 and using it in Episode 9? I think people should maybe boycott this film because of that. Well, <laughs> I, I would always boycott, support a boycott, boycott for any reason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so those are the two big ones, but we got one more. You guys got any idea who it's going to be? Ooh. Uh... Is it... Is Boba Fett back? <laughs> Maybe, but not. no, that's not the news. Do tell. I'll give you a hint. It works every time. <gasps> yes, none other than Billy D. Williams is confirmed uh, for episode nine, which means we're going to see Lando. What, oh, be, what does yeah. he look like these days? He looks okay. I think he's going blind, or he can't walk very well with a cane, so he he's going to be more of a Pizza the Hut kind of character probably. You know, he's. I don't think he's going to be doing any of the action sequences. He might be working in a retirement home. Uh, possibly <laughs> Leia will consult him, you know, to, to sort out her uh, future, um, uh, you know, uh, pension hmm. situation, something like that. As long as he's not on Cloud City, I think he should have moved on from that at that point, you know. He was a general during the, uh, during the rebellion. You think he would have been, uh, he probably would have worked that into something. Uh, interesting. I hope they. Yeah, maybe he's reunited with Chewbacca, or something. Eh. Chewbacca's already with Ray. It would be tough. It'd be weird. Ooh, Lando Ooh. and Ray. Lando. That's that something no one can mention. Because I mean, who can really resist that smooth talker? What about Lando and BB-8? 
Well, that's also <laughs> compelling because we do know from Han Solo that Lando goes all ways when it comes to droids. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe we could have our first threesome with Ray and BB-8 and Lando. <laughs> I well, hope not. Well, the Millennium Falcon watches. Yeah. <laughs> and records everything. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's the news from Comic-Con. Big news this week. Uh, and I, for one, just can't wait to see the movie now that I know that my childhood heroes are going to be in it still. Link Vox a million here for FakingStarWars.net. We're currently looking for three interns to work in our Cloud City Bespin office, which is our home office, by the way. The last group, well, they had to let go after we found some questionable content they posted on their MySpace pages about 10 years ago. Anyway, it's a 9 to 5 position, Monday through Friday, some weekends, and while this is an unpaid internship, you can earn bonuses if you're good at the job. The responsibilities will include going on coffee runs, donut runs, pizza runs, washing dishes, including our large collection of fanboy tiers and SJW tiers mugs, making fake concept art leaks on MS Paint, posting our content on Reddit and other social media pages, boxing up and shipping t-shirts and other FSW merch, running one of our dozens of fake Twitter accounts, and many other odd jobs. Uh, Requirements for consideration include uh, the ability to use Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, MS Paint, Photoshop video editing software, uh, be able to hold your breath for at least 12 minutes, and able to stand on your head and balance droids and rocks using the Force. Ability to speak intelligently, not only using Galactic Basic, but also Hachi. Speaking Huddies and Tito are recommended, but not necessarily required. And you must have reliable transportation. And also, the candidate must be young, athletic, and have a cheerful disposition, but they also have to be cold and be mature at least six years of age and have a ruthless demeanor. If you're interested, please send your resume and cover letter to staffing at fakingstarwars.net or see our posting on Indeed or Monster. Thank you, and may the foe be with you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. IG, are you a trivia buff? Um, sometimes. Well, we are going to be doing a massive trivia uh, event here on the podcast in the coming months. Mm. Uh, details are forthcoming, but we're looking for people to actually appear live on the podcast to be contestants and participants in our trivia showdown. Would you be willing? Oh, well, I'm, I think I'm contractually obligated to anyway. So Yeah, so uh, if you're out there and you think you're a Star Wars trivia fanatic, uh, give, us a, give us a message on Twitter at DuperStorm or at FSW Radio. And uh, after uh, going through our rigorous preparation and vetting process. Could you go into that with a little bit of what we do to uh, to vet some of our possible contestants? It involves interrogation droids. And a lot of pins. A lot of pins. Yeah. yeah. Sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation. Uh, waterboarding. It's a little excruciating. Yeah. But if you do pass the test, uh, we'd love to have you on. And the prizes are all parts of uh, things that we'll give away on our Patreon site as well uh, for different uh, buy-in levels. So um, you can look forward to some new t-shirt designs, uh, especially for the Trivia Showdown. So, um, yeah, let us know if you're interested, and we'll get you on. It's going to be a great time. IG, as you know, it's very expensive to host a podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're paying over a million dollars a day for this recording studio. 
Um, and as a way of trying to offset some of the costs, uh, we actually run a little a side business of selling Star Wars-related comedy T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Have you taken a look at, up on tpublic.com uh, slash faking Star Wars and seen some of the T-shirts that we have for sale? I have indeed. They look really, really good. They're well-designed. T-shirts are comfortable. They are available in all kinds of sizes. Uh, currently, we only have models with two uh, space for two armholes, but if mm-hmm. you have an extra arm, you can easily adapt your shirt. Oh, well, uh, scissors. There you scissors. go. Scissors. We don't sell the scissors. No, those are sold separately. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite design on the uh, site? I like the um, uh, all-natural green milk uh, T-shirt. Mm. Um, that was um, was funny. Yeah, I, I like that one, too. Um I think some of the puns are good, mm-hmm. but probably uh, probably my favorite is the uh, the no porgs allowed T-shirt. Oh God, yeah, the uh, the one. Yeah, it's just a, a porg with like uh, a like Ghostbuster sort of the sign. Ghostbuster yeah. sign. Yeah, yeah, that's good because I mean it's, it's cute and yeah, yeah. porgs really don't belong anywhere, especially not like on legs as tattoos or anything like that. No, so you might want to get that tattoo removed. By the way, well, I have one on each of my pecs, um, which I deeply, deeply regret. Yeah, that was that was a tequila-filled night. Yes. So anyway, if you are interested, uh, we suggest you go onto the website and buy a, a, one of each shirt. It will help us out, and uh, you'll be the envy of all your friends. Or they'll just make fun of you. Or they'll, oh yeah. I mean, if you have any, of course. To be honest, if you're gonna buy one of these T-shirts, they probably already do make fun of you. Yeah. So or just or, or you're just horribly alone. Yeah. And in that case, at least you'll be horribly alone in a well-fitting t-shirt. Exactly. And now a word from one of our great sponsors. Is your child experiencing prophetic visions, levitating small objects, or sneaking off at night to pod race in the desert? If so, your child may be Force-sensitive. Force-sensitivity is a condition caused by microscopic organisms called midichlorians. Caring for such special children requires expert assistance. Thankfully, there is a place they can go for the help they need. Lord Vader's School for Gifted Younglings, located on the scenic planet of Mustafar. There, Lord Vader will deal with them personally. So if you suspect your child is Force-sensitive, please go for a free midichlorian check at your nearest Imperial Medical Facility, and then enroll your child in Lord Vader's School for Gifted Younglings. It is their destiny. And it is time for Tweet of the Week. Now, IG, you're not on Twitter, is that right? Uh, that is true, Stormtrooper. So is it really fair that we're asking you to respond to tweets in a social media site that you scorn with every fiber of your being? No, it's not, but you're going to do it anyway, so let's just get on with it. All right. Well, our first tweet today, uh, we've actually got two. Um, this comes to us from Shivel Knievel. And he says, hey, Faking Star Wars Radio dudes, are you a dude? A droid is a dude? I'm I'm more of a cybernetic being. I'm already taking exception to this tweet Mm. just by the candor name-calling of getting in the very first word. But anyway. I'll develop a pronoun for you and then force you to use it. Thank you. Dudes, I'm loving the pod. Great job. I want to know if you think... I want to know if you think if a legit straight-up comedy would work set in the Star Wars universe. Who would you cast? Plot points? Fart jokes? Thanks, fellas. So, that's yeah, an interesting idea, just doing a straight-up comedy. I mean, every Star Wars film has some humorous moments, but make a whole comedy uh, series. What do you think, IG? Well, like a comedy or a parody. Like, 
It's different. It's not going to be a porn parody. No, I mean, that's already been done. Right. Uh, very well, I might add. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, and so, you know, if you're going to do a comedy, first of all, would you go with an animation or a live-action Star Wars comedy? Uh, I, I would like to see a live-action one. Me too. I think that's the only way to go, actually, because, um, you know, the, the, the kind of bumblingness of, hmm. of slapstick, you know, with live-action is really... The the uh, possibilities are endless with the Star Wars aliens and force force bumbling. You know what? What about what about an entire movie of Jar Jar Binks? That's a good idea. Sure, I he'll step in all the poo poo. Uh, yeah, it could just be like a gauntlet of every mm. alien's uh, defecation. You know, and, and Jar Jar has to and he like, has he's slipping up. through all of it. It could actually, you know, it, it could even be not even a comedy, but it could be like a live action sports event, kind of like Infinity Challenge or like oh. what's that Ninja American Ninja. Okay. Yeah, yes. so it could be like that with Jar Jar as the host or even something like that where they go through these different Star Wars obstacles while uh, Japanese people make hmm. fun of them. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, with, and then like weird English dubbing over it so that it clearly makes no sense. Right, right. Oh, and, and uh, I mean, they could have uh, all manner of uh, other aliens and bring mm-hmm. cosplayers into it sure. as well. Uh, because normally that's a very dignified um, hobby, but if you put it in, in in conjunction with that sort of game show, then it would it, ha- it would take on more of a ridiculous uh, tone, I think. But I, th- I think, like more seriously, like an actual comedy movie, I think I think there would be room for that. I think Star Wars can go in its in other directions, but you have to ditch all of the original characters. Right. There's yeah, because if you go comedy and you use the same character. Then it doesn't work. Yeah, no. I mean, if if uh, if you have Palpatine coming on mm-hmm. and uh, you know he throws a pie in Vader's face, right? That's not fun. No. It just doesn't work. Well, like if you think about it, like uh, something I liked about the Han Solo movie. Well, of course, it's using Han Solo. It, it really, if there had never been the original series, it still would have been a fun movie. It stood on its own. Yeah, as a yeah. as to, right. So. But of course, it's still it's still leached off the nostalgia of the original series. So, uh, I think like Rogue One obviously had to be t- well, like it, like it was tied so closely to the uh, the series you couldn't remove it, and it wouldn't have stood on its own as a movie. It would have made no sense. Yeah, yeah. A New Hope required somebody have seen the previous. I'm yeah. sorry, Rogue One required people to have seen a New Hope. Right. So if you took um, if you took the uh, idea of just setting something in the Star Wars universe. Which is very vast, but people say, oh, it's very small. You can only have Jedi and something like that. I think that's wrong. I think you could have like a, a funny uh, a movie about like funny smugglers or, um, or, or just like uh, some crazy planet where, you know, people have to, you know, have they, there's different cities and stuff like that. You can, you can build on that. You can, you can have a, a you, you could do a comedy or, or anything you want, really. Hmm. So what other genres do you think that Star Wars hasn't exhausted yet? Horror? Horror? That Yeah, we, we have seen some horrible things in Star Wars. Mm. I mean, have you ever seen the prequels? Oh, God, yes. But what I mean is, uh, like, all the monsters, you know? Sure. You know, like, you're, you're on, you're on uh, Hoth being hunted by... Um... A Bantha? No. The Yeti. Yeah, it's the Bantha monster. No, the Bantha's like a big lizard. Oh, right. No, the Bantha's the Yeti. No. Yeah, he is. Well, it's not. I'll bet you five bucks. Uh, I don't... Wampa. Money. It's the Wampa. I'm sorry, the Wampa. the Wampa. Yeah, the Bantha is the... Um... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Wampa... Uh, gosh, I'm really losing it here. Yeah. Uh, it must be the heat. Yeah. Um, so, so the Wampa... 
why don't why not uh, take take the wampa and actually tell the wampa's tale? Oh, or yeah, movie movie from some of the uh, other species' point of view. That would be interesting. Yeah, adapt other Disney properties for Star Wars. For example, instead of the Lion King, it could be the Tauntaun mm-hmm. King. Or, or think. <laughs> Oh God! And his father, Do remakes of his father gets cut open by a Jedi. Yeah, Jedi. Oh God, <laughs> it'd be great. <laughs> and he just grows up hating the Jedi. The writing is on the wall here. Um, or, um, or if you think about it, um, like the you, little Gungan, you, the little Gungan. What about and he like can't a, talk? It'd be great because yeah. he can't talk. What about like a, like a Sin City style movie where it's just little snippets of like a film noir? Yeah, hmm. I, that was originally the idea for part of the uh, tale of Attack of the Clones. Like the uh, the Obi Wan story arc in that film was supposed to be sort of a film noir mystery. Hmm. Uh, instead, it just sucked. Oh yeah, it, it did. So cool. Well, here's your other tweet. Here, um, you're gonna like this one. Ig, uh, this comes to us from Diana Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's a female, but I don't want to be sexist and presumptuous, but the name does say Diana. She asks, if you could go on a date with any Star Wars character, who would you choose and why? Hmm. Who would you choose, Stormtrooper? Well, I always was very sexually attracted to Aunt Beru. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just thought she was a great homemaker, and I liked the way that she deferred to her husband and just sat in the uh, Tatooine uh, hovel all day making uh, breakfast and pouring blue milk, and she never complained once. So I thought she's, you know, very, very attractive. So choice is clear for me. How about you? I was thinking maybe the Rancor. Ooh. Well, the Rancor does make for a feisty bedfellow. Oh, you know you. what I mean. Like, yeah. I've had yeah. a few rancors in my life, and you're That's never right. the same. I just think, um, you know, that would be an exciting date. Yeah, it's definitely one to tell the guys about later on the water cooler the next weekend. Uh, you'd be missing the top half of your body, but, you know. We'll just... <laughs> yeah. But that's not a problem in Star Wars, you know. No. If you miss, you know, that, that actually, see, that's what should have happened to Darth Maul. You know, instead of Obi-Wan slicing him in half, he should have just tossed him to a Rancor. The Rancor could have had its way with Darth Maul, and then that's how he got his legs later on. More oh. compelling. Or is that the comedy version, I guess? Yeah, I guess that'd be comedy. Like, they're both, they're both like, smoking a cigarette, and Darth Maul's just missing <laughs> his legs. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, Rancor, I've never had one like that before in my life. <laughs> uh, Nobody's ripped my legs off like that before. <laughs> or, 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 or just have it so that when, when he gets, when he comes back, um, it's his legs with a robot body on top. Oh yeah. That would be good too. <laughs> the other way around. <laughs> Very good. Well, if you have any tweets for us, you can get me on uh, du- uh, Twitter at Duperstorm or text uh, Willie Bobo at Willie Bobo or FSW radio. We look forward to hearing from you. IG, um, I know that you're no great lover of Star Wars. No, I, I hate this series. But you have decided to do the podcast again with us, uh, to my great delight. Um, you're currently sitting there in the chair in handcuffs. Um, but I just appreciate your willingness to still carry through uh, and give the fans really what they want. It's all about the fans, really. Yeah. Well, we had a big announcement this week that mm-hmm. is really about the fans. Uh, Disney obviously has done their homework, and they know... That we have about a year and a half without mm-hmm. another Star Wars movie coming up here. Mm-hmm. And they've made some announcements about shows and, and animations and a new Clone War series, um, Resistance animated series. But we've got a big one. We've got a real big one now. Ooh. They have announced some new canon novels 
written by some factory ghostwriters mm-hmm. about the prequel era characters. Wow. So like yeah. books that have already been written and then declared non-canon like three times. And wait till I tell you just how compelling these novels are going to be. Okay. One of them is about Queen Amidala mm-hmm. and her journey from becoming a queen to abdicating the throne to becoming a senator in the Galactic Imperial Senate. I thought that like Naboo queens only served a limited term anyway. Right, right. That's what I mean. So yeah. it sort of follows her adventurous track from becoming a queen to becoming a senator. Oh, great. That's, um, another, that's a story I've always wanted to hear. Another fascinating addition is a novel about Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi before they were ambassadors on the Trade Federation ship in A Phantom Menace. Mm. And their previous adventures as Jedi, Master, and uh, Padawan, Learner. I guess that could work, you know, because people like Obi-Wan. I mean, does anyone care about Qui-Gon Jinn? I sure do. I'm just absolutely riveted at the prospect of reading these novels, aren't you? I'm not going to read. I'm actually illiterate. What seriously? Like, what? No, what I, is um, this? I mean, I I am not a huge fan of the prequels. That that is well known. But these novels, this, they just they just sound like absolute garbage. <laughs> I just have to say, I mean, who wants to read a novel about Queen Amidala's uh, life between Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones? I mean, that has to be absolutely the most banal part of Star Wars canon era, right? I mean, uh, the thing is, Disney Literally owns... nothing happened there that we had to know. No. Like, no. nothing. It's actually very well explained. Her term ended, and she became a senator. As... Meanwhile, Obi-Wan and Anakin did some stuff. Uh, well, I... Uh, uh yeah so yeah this is is this a this troll is, i mean what what they could have no, announced any number of novels that would be more interesting than this garbage i know they're i guess they're, they're trying to make some um I, you know they own they own basically three toxic properties the prequels okay. yeah no one likes them but the clone wars animated series did, did quite well now, there are some fans who love the prequels well, no there, of course there's some but like not a lot so yeah. and but um you know they they have that whole section of uh of the universe or of the of the story that um isn't really being used so i guess they're trying to throw that out there the, the, my problem with any book that that they write is that there were already books written um in several in times the expanded universe in the expanded stuff. universe comics graphic novels and books that have been written throughout the decades of um, Star Wars, all were licensed by, or most at least, were licensed by uh, Lucasfilms or whoever, and they were all canon at one point until they decided it was inconvenient and would contradict with um, a, whatever Lucas felt he wanted to change things to or um, uh, what Disney wants to do. So, I mean, Disney and Lucas have basically just made... Uh, that any of these books at any point, even if they say they're canon, can be made non-canon because what counts in Star Wars are the films. Well, that should be that way, in my opinion, anyway. Well, I mean, I never, I've never read a book in my life, uh, let alone a Star Wars book, 
Um, so I don't mind too much that they're rejigging it, but I just think as long as they're rejigging it, why don't they do something really awesome? Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I was hoping for like something like a Ewok versus Jawa Death Force fight or well, something. Or, you know? or how about finding out what happened to Luke in between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens? Well, there's been some stuff there. I mean, uh, uh, Bloodline, I think, goes into that to some degree. Okay. But I don't think it's as detailed as you might prefer. Sure. Um, they don't explain how he found out that you could squeeze the milk from one of those siren manatee creatures. I have been wondering that. Like, uh, would, would, was he just fondling them and suddenly figured it out? Or did the keepers tell him? Um, oh, the keepers may have. Yeah, probably. Yeah, right. I'm going to guess that's how they did it. Yeah. So, so you know, prequel properties in general, I'm not, I don't get very excited about them. Uh novels i don't usually get excited about so this is this is a news that really left me um hanging dry i mean well i I think novels are a great way to patch the holes in in the movies but they've done it too many times and then like you read one of them and you like it and you think oh that was a great story and then they go oh yeah no no no, that's not actually what happened uh now this is what happened well okay so let's talk it, about the prequels a little bit more. So because... they're, they're either canon or they're not. And I, I don't like them constantly changing what is and what isn't canon. We, we have a reputation on, on the podcast for being what they would call prequel haters. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the term sort of nauseates me. Uh, I don't think I hate movies enough for there to be a term for it. I mean, I don't think about the prequels unless somebody forces me to watch them. Right, so I wouldn't call myself a hater. I just don't think about it. Are, are you a prequel denier? <laughs> yes, I'm more of a prequel denier. That I think is a better term. So, uh, but I want to be fair. You know, uh, we we love Star Wars. So let's let's look at the good points in, in the prequels. I mean, I think there are things there that could become interesting novels if they chose to. I think we... uh, if you could choose one part of uh, the prequels, you know, uh, one of the three movies. A scene or a plot point or a character uh, that you really enjoyed that you you would like to see a novel written about or more expansion given to that what what would you choose well I think we discussed this like in one of our very first episodes um, when we talked about the prequels and some of our disappointment with them Um, I I think obviously what I would really like to know is more about the actual Jedi I would I really want to know well so a little bit more of the Jedi Temple stuff, or the, the, the Jedi, Jedi Council, Jedi Temple, Jedi Council. I mean, again, all of that was heavily Yoda dis- backstory. Eh, I'm not not. Why, it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically about one of the established characters, but I mean, but this is the thing. Those those stories were already told. Well, I would throw a fit, for example, if they told a Yoda backstory. Yeah, that would. I I that would just nauseate me to no degree. Oh God, yeah. Um, and I don't think anyone could do it in a way that would satisfy anyone. So why bother? Yeah. Um, also, you don't need to know more about Yoda. Yoda is, and that's that's enough. Exactly. Okay. So then, so then, choose a character that you would want to have a novel about for the prequels. Well, then. I mean, you don't necessarily a character or a plot point. Well, a, a plot point for me would be or a costume. Choose a novel about one of the characters' costumes. All right. In uh, the prequels, like the I guess. There's not a lot of inspiring characters out of the prequels that like you really want to know more about. I mean, and also each one of them, like uh, I think uh, Mace Windu had uh, had books written about him. Uh, and his name had... was actually part of Star Wars before uh, New Hope. Exactly. Was even so, written. well, right. And again, he appeared in some of the other. Uh, I think I think he might have appeared in some of the other 
uh, or at least mentioned in some of the other um, books. But there were, like, I don't really care about any of the characters. Uh, so more what I'm interested in is the backstory of the world, um, uh, figuring out, like, how the, uh, the difference between the New and the Old Republic, all that stuff. But again, most of this was covered in previous books and well, and then they were just thrown in the garbage. So what's the point of rehashing it and probably not doing it as well as it was already done? Yeah, fair enough. I thought the... I really like the angle of the cloners. Like, I thought that could have been really awesome. The uh, Do you remember the name, like, Lama, Lama T? The, yeah, okay, yeah. The, what was the name of that species? I, I can't remember the I name remember. of the species. But, but. but I thought they could have been done really well if they had made them, like, gritty and grimy and just... You know, give them a lot of attitude, but they just seem so serene and 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 you know spotless, and they just they didn't have a lot of. Uh, I, I don't. Character. I don't. I, mean, I don't really care about that people or it, its backstory because it doesn't. They don't seem. They seem to be more there to do a job yeah. than uh, than to have a culture of their own. Right. So I'm saying like it, it the could, Gungans have more culture than they right. Do. It could have been interesting though to expand on that a little bit. I think. I mean. Uh, I, I guess, but then how did how did I, the how question did they I get always into wanted, cloning? Well, no, like I always wanted to know, like Darth Tyrannus, who was he? A Jedi, um, well, Count Dooku's Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas. That was already who done. Who was he? How did? Because I mean, I'm I'm looking at it from because I'm an eight year old at heart, you know. Okay, but and I didn't really understand all of the nuance of how that plot fit together when they said, you know, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas came to us ten years ago. Is who is that? What's going on? And it was very convoluted. It was almost like it was just sort of written and stuck in there, you know, to make a movie. Yeah, the they already did that. Uh, they did some of that backstory in the Clone Wars. Okay. Um, again, I know you don't like the uh, animated ones, but the animated ones did explain quite a bit about Sifo-Dyas. Yes, and all the other characters. I see. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's already been done. Um, another part of the uh, of the prequels that I think uh, was was pretty cool, actually. Uh, I really liked the. Um, the the planet with the uh, bugs, you know. Um, oh yeah, Genosis. The yeah, Genosians. The Genosians were neat. I liked their design. Uh, their language was really mm -hmm. cool, and the whole—I mean, the the whole Roman aspect oh. with the 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 Colosseum. The Colosseum, I think, was neat. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about them and how they designed the Death Star and were involved in all that. And you Again, know, explained a bit more in the Clone Wars, and I'm sure, sure. in some of the other novels as well. Um, yeah, so but there's room there. I mean, I think there, uh, yeah, there's, yeah. you know, enough, enough, enough interesting things in the prequels that they could expand on more than just Amidala's legacy as a senator. Yeah, especially since like her character arc goes nowhere. Like you know, right. she 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 basically just births the twins and dies. Yeah, because she lost hope, that or was, sorry, the will to live. That was so weird. I mean, it seems so clear that Leia lived and met her mother. Right from from watching the Return of the Jedi, mm. and so bizarre to me that they would have made the decision to totally retcon that that uh, plot point. This often happens when authors don't read their own material, really, because they've forgotten certain details, and then they have a great idea for a new one, but it clashes with a previous part of the book. Or, so you're uh, saying that the fans know the movie. material better than the authors. Well, yeah, because they've memorized it. Like very few, I think very few authors read their own books. So why don't they actually ask the fans to be involved in the creation of the new content? Would you, if you were the author, 
Well, I, I've been asked like on numerous wit- occasions to, to write more scripts. I mean, I wrote the scripts for the original uh, Star Wars trilogy. They, they were done very well. But since then, I haven't really heard much news. Mm, yeah, so I, I, sure, I, I believe you. Millions wouldn't, but I believe you. The, I, I, I don't, it's not about just asking the fans because, um, I mean, you can't ask a million people and then um, basically have like some sort of massive focus group on how to make your movie. Each director wants to make uh, some sort of vision. That no, we should do portray. it American, American, uh, America's Got Talent style or something, or uh, mm. America's Top Next Top Model, where actually that that is how Disney does it. They they uh, shoot two different scenes for every little plot point, and then they they release each scene in a movie theater. They charge twenty bucks. Everyone goes in and they give them little clickers, and then each fan gets to decide which scene is actually going to be in the final mm-hmm. movie. And then after it's all done. They piece together the monstrosity, and fans can't possibly complain because they voted for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's the future of filmmaking, don't you? Yes. Uh, no, that's not how I would want to do it. The thing with these books is that um, I don't mind uh, reading a story uh, that's well-written and is interesting, uh, even if it's canon or not canon. I'm just tired of uh, the, the um, removing of, of books from canon and the significant altering of the story rather than using them as the basis to you know design your your future movies and stuff like having you know having people read through it and say well these are the things that happen so what would what should we do now because they just ignore them and i'm sure in a couple of years these books will be removed from canon again and they'll rewrite them again and like, well here's... why there's no point they're 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 a completely useless portion of star wars I think there's another idea here, and that may be that um, Disney has actually given up on the films. You know, every Star Wars film that they've come out with has made less money than the one before, and Solo completely flopped, and they took a huge hit on that one. Uh, Last Jedi didn't do as well as they had hoped. Um, You know, so, you know, Rogue One and, and Force Awakens are really the only two success stories they have, and the trend is downwards. So... It could be that Disney is actually just kind of preparing people for the inevitable. They're just going to, you know, uh, trash the franchise, basically, um, and then just just release books about things like Bad Madala Um, and her The the Last Jedi still made a lot of money. Last Jedi made money, yeah. Yeah. It Um, did. It did. No, it was a success. Solo didn't because all you heard leading up to it was that it was going to be a dumpster fire. Yes. So... And it wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually one of the... Best ones they've done, right? So, but I think Disney, you know, they they know they've alienated people so much with um, all the political aspects, and you know, they just they they've tired people out with it. Star Wars was supposed to be fun, and and now it's become such a you know magnific magnifying lens for everyone's social problems and everyone's issues and personality quirks, everyone's Twitter feed, you know, and it's just magnified it to the point that you can't enjoy it anymore unless you're absolutely pissed drunk. And that's why we do this podcast. And that's why we've never done it sober. Uh, And I will continue that tradition. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we can say about this. Let's hope so. Faking Star Wars Listener Mail This is Freddie Pesk of Portland, Oregon and I recently read a fan theory that Weasel from Solo actually was infiltrating as Wicket the Ewok 
in Return of the Jedi. And I'm wondering, has anybody else ever heard that before? That's a fairly incoherent theory, uh, IG. Have you heard it before? Um, I heard a different one. What did you hear? I thought uh, that it was Willow was mm-hmm. infiltrating um, uh, the Cloud Riders as Weasel. Ah, okay. It's a total yeah. crossover. Yeah, it's, a, this is a, it's all part of the same expanded universe. That could be. I mean, the Willow world has some force use. I mean, you could say the Dark mm-hmm. Witch there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, see, it was even longer ago. In a, in a galaxy, galaxy farther, farther far, away. Farther away, yes. I see. Yeah. So. That might be what Ryan Johnson's new trilogy is going to be. Mm. Uh, a really long time ago yeah. in a galaxy ridiculously well, far Willow, away. Well, Willow was, in effect, the first prequel. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Right. Uh, a lot of people uh, that saw Weasel in mm. Solo didn't know that he actually has been in Star Wars before. It was not his first Star Wars movie. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. He actually was at the pod race next to Watto and Jabba the Hutt rooting for Sebulba. Mm-hmm. And according to uh, Wikipedia and uh, canon, he actually then became part of Emphasis Nest Cloud Riders later in life. And so he it was a natural fit to cast uh, Warwick Davis again and bring him back into Star Wars. I think he's been in... At least five Star Wars movies. Right? Yeah, of course. You know, most infamous, infamously as uh, as in the Ewok Wicket. Sure, as Wicket. Yeah. Was he infiltrating as Wicket and wearing a bear costume? Well, as an actor, yes, he was. So. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not actually an Ewok. He, I, I'd like to see him be like an actual uh, character with lines and um, not just a cute teddy bear. Yeah, little person. I think he'd be good. Yeah, I mean. I suppose they could make a film about how Weasel left Jabba the Hutt and the gangsters and decided to infiltrate Endor as some kind of spy. But then you have to kind of have a way of explaining when he was involved with Emphis Nest, how he left them and how that worked out with the rebellion. And then certainly like if he was working with the rebellion on Endor infiltrating, then the rebels would have already had a way in, and why would he have just spoken the Ewok language? Oh, by the way, what is the Ewok language? Do you know? Um, no, I don't... I'd have to get on Rosetta Stone yeah. and check that out, maybe next episode. Um, but yeah, so I think this theory is hooey. What do yes, you think? Um, I would say it has very little chance of being true. It sounds to me like the theory of some desperate fanboy about to get married uh, who just doesn't have who has too much time on his hands and is panicking uh, and just trying to come up with something that's oddly specific well you know i i go for specifics because i think that that's really where the uh the heart is so yeah keep uh keep tuning in for listener mail and if you have a question please send it to us on twitter or our voicemail box in topeka kansas IG, it's been an exhausting and exhilarating experience being on location with you here. What a great episode. Tell the listeners how they can get at us. You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at facebook.com slash realfakingstarwars. And IG, uh, I know you've heard about this Patreon that we've started in the last few weeks. Uh, listeners can buy in for as little as a dollar a month to get a sticker or a mug or fake Star Wars t-shirts, things like that. Uh, which tier would you probably want to buy in at? Oh, oh I don't know. Perhaps um, Sith Lord. There you go. Well, it's been really successful. And if you'd like to, go to our uh, fakingstarwars.net and click on Patreon and give us a little help. It'll... It'll uh, in- increase the odds of this podcast continuing into the uh, future. And it also gives us a little bit of money to buy some pepperoni pizzas. 
If you want to submit a question for us on Twitter, use the hashtag FSWRadio, and we'll probably read it next week. You can also get official Faking Star Wars t-shirts and other fantastic gear at tpublic.com slash user slash Faking Star Wars. You can follow me on Twitter at DuperStorm. And, of course, please stop following me. You can follow Faking Star Wars Radio on Twitter as well at FSW Radio. And always stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. New uh, articles going up almost on the hour every day. Thanks to you and for our, all our followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.